When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the best of the run home with Joel and Fletch. To get involved in the program, because you play a major part in our program, at Joel Fletch SEN. We are on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. You can slide in on as well to our email, joelandfletch at sen.com.au. And you can find us and see our ugly melons on YouTube. Search SEN League to do that. Now, we like to kick off the week with the A-grades, the Monday A-grades. We do that. Now, this bloke's not an A-grade. He's a champion. And he's been very, very busy, Brian, when it comes to the World Cup. Yeah, the great Mark Bosnich. And I asked him, I wanted to know, because I've been watching the SBS coverage and he's been brilliant. And I wanted to know why he keeps carrying around that iPad. Mm. Well, he tells us why. Mark Bosnich, who has been on fire for SBS, has been all across it and he's on the line. G'day, Bozza. Hey, how you going, Joel? How are you going, Boz? It's a big campaign for you. Yeah, it is, it is, it is, but all good. I, I got on to um, Qatar time, so to speak, very, very early on, so um, uh, it's worked out really well. So I, I basically just woke up. So for, so far it is for me, <laughs> it's basically 9 o'clock in the morning right now. So, But other than that, it's, it's been a wonderful tournament thus far, uh, obviously accentuated by Graham Arnold and his Australians, um, the, the, the Socceroos. Um, that, was, um, that, that was as courageous performance that I've ever seen in my life, and I've been watching the Socceroos um, since I've been a young kid in the late 70s. And I was really, really proud of, of both him and the boys and and, uh, and and basically everyone to do with it. They, they made the whole country proud. Now, Boz, uh, a couple of things. First of all, your outfits. I thought they'd been outstanding on the SBS coverage. <laughs> I have, I've, I've really enjoyed it. I like the black coat. I like the iPad. The iPad that you've had there, brilliant. Yeah. I don't know what hey, I was... Hey, what are you I, calling what? that part of the outfit? That's an accoutrement, is it? Or? Well, everything's... I don't know what's going on on that yeah. iPad. What are you watching on there? Because I, you just kept All looking right, down. So, have you got yeah, notes so on I, there? I've had, I had this question quite a lot, which is understandable. So yeah. at the start of the tournament, uh, FIFA... Um, basically had a webinar meeting uh, with, with all our, well, whichever pundits that wanted to come on. So it was Arsene Wenger uh, and uh, and one of his, the, the guy who helps him. And they started uh, basically, it, it's called Enhanced Football Intelligence. Okay. Um, so basically it was sort of live, uh, live uh, Enhanced Football Intelligence, uh, up-to-date stuff that's sort of basically going to give a different insight um, you know, from, from the metaverse, as they call it, uh, a different insight to explain to viewers uh, pretty much everything from, um, you know, the amount of possession to other things like, um, you know, penetrations in the last third, the amount of receptions that uh, players got in between the lines. Um, and, and it gives you automatic updates straight away. And also, say, for example, so if you can explain uh, to all the viewers, you need know, to say, well, this is so-and-so. He's only played 600 minutes in the last, you know, in the last three or four weeks. So it's basically to give to give the viewers the opportunity um, to, to sort of to not only know the players more, but know what's going on with the game. So if somebody's winning 2-0, you can say, well, they're winning 2-0, and here's probably why. You know, here's the expected goals. Here's this, here's that. 
and and this is what basically the predictor is is saying from the to the this is what this is what it's all saying. So so, so that's pretty much what it is, mate. Yeah, look good. Fozzie didn't need one though, does he? Why, why was it only you? Could the SBS only, like, only afford he, one? He, this iPad. is why we work so good as a. This is why we work so good as a pair. He re- he said he relies on me for all that. So yes. I, I get that boom straight to the thing, and I say, well, here's this and here's that. Yeah. Now, Boz. Um, yeah. We got to the round of sixteen before kickoff, yeah. before any game was played. Did you think we could get to the round of sixteen if I, if you had have asked if I were to ask you that say six months ago? Uh, no, I did not. No. I, I thought it was a minor miracle. I, I, I thought that we were going to struggle to qualify in that game against Prus. I thought it was a minor miracle that we qualified there. Uh, and when we were there, and I, I spoke to Graham Arnold about something else about oh about three weeks before the tournament, and he asked me straight. He said, "What's your expectation?" I said, "My only expectation is that you don't get embarrassed." Um, I thought the first game we were borderline with that, but look, you know, it's understandable. You're playing against France, as I said, when, you know, post-match, I said, like, you know, they could do that to any, pretty much any team in the world. Um, then they came back really well against Tunisia, great resilience, um, you know, and, and they, they really sort of, you know, that you could say they, they really put it in, in terms of, of what they needed to do. And that win against Denmark was as, as good a win as the Socceroos have had in quite some time. You know, you're not just talking about any team, you're talking about a top 10 team in the world. And like we said at the start, the show, the Argentinian game, look, you know, and, you know, if you look back on it, really, I mean, it's, it's really a moment of brilliance and a mistake or else, you know, we would have taken into extra time and who knows what had occurred then. But they can be so, like I said, so proud of their efforts um, and, and what they've done and, uh, and uh, look forward to the future now to say, right, well, next time, you know, we'd like to go into the quarterfinals or we'd like to go a little bit further. It was, a, like I said, really, really uplifting day that day. Now, Boz, I don't want to talk about it, but we're going to have to. Matty Ryan's uh, mistake. Yeah. Um, what do you think? What would, do you think was going through his head then? Like because he, I, he had, I think, yeah, I, I truly think, and I've had this not not an argument. I, I would say debate with a lot of people. This is this is going on for some time now, mm. and I always say to them in terms of look, everyone wants to play out from the back. That's absolutely fine. Everyone wants to keep possession, but when you're coming to the biggest of games, at the very highest of levels. Um, there's a few things you got to bear in mind. One of them, you got to minimise your mistakes. Now we are goalkeepers um, mm-hmm. because we're not as good as the feet as we are as outfield players. It's risk over reward. Okay, so as I keep telling young goalkeepers, as I keep arguing with some people about this, um, you know, if, if for example, if if he just sort of, you know, if he just sort of just tries to dink that back to Kai Rolls, right, and the guy puts his leg out and he hits his leg and it goes for a goal kick, no, no one will even talk about it mm-hmm. ever. But now it's going to be replayed for the next 10 years everywhere. So that's what I say. Do you really want to be on one of those videos when they say, just take a look at this goalkeeper and what occurs? Now, I actually think if you look at it closely, he, he throws the ball out to Aziz Bayes, right? So then the ball comes back to Kai Rolls. And I think he doesn't realize that the guy's coming from behind him, right? So he's, he's coming over on the, on, because the guy can see what's eventuating. But in that situation, if, you, if you've got any type of doubt, like I said, you don't have to just belt it, but if you just play that little ball basically between somebody's bottom of the knee and the hip, it's very, very difficult to get. Now, if you, if we've done a, a, what they call like a circle, we do to do a training, right? So five people in a circle, two in the middle, and you've got to keep the ball from them. When they come to close you down, if you play that little ball, it's very difficult to get. And when there's a big crowd, you know, it's very difficult sometimes to hear somebody say man on or whatever. And that's where you're going to be looking over your shoulders you know, constantly. But um, look, the bottom line is it's occurred. 
Um, you know, he was excellent in all fairness mm. against Tunisia and Denmark. And, we're, you know, as a sporting public, we're not going to hold it against him because of how well he done. And he's a great lad as well. But just a little lesson for the future, because in four years time or in eight years time, there might be a young goalkeeper out there now listening to this and what I'm saying to you. It's not worth it. It really, it's risk over reward. It is not worth it. Yeah. The best thing you're going to get in that type of situation, just say, for instance, if he did dribble three, you might get a bit of a round of applause from your fans. But on the other side, what you're going to get if you lose is basically your whole, like I said, a lifetime of people turn around and say, look at this, what happened to this Aussie goalkeeper. Monday morning feels so bad. On the run home, it's time for Monday A-Grades with thanks to Country Trucker Caps. Just a bloke and his missus producing high quality and customised headwear. Uh, yes, uh, A-grades. Uh, now, we have got our A-grades, and the winner of today's A-grade gets what, Brian? They get an A-grade hat. And Correct. we're running really low, yes. so they're becoming like hen's teeth. Yes. My A-grade nominee, uh, there was a lady called Rachel who was on Twitter, and uh, there was some footage of baggage handlers. Oh, yes. Almost slam dunking the bags. That was that was over the top, wasn't it? Yes. That was Full pole it driving. was just a rat's ass feel, wasn't it? But do you think they were upset because something went down with their? Yeah, but that's still not. No, not... I know, but it just looked. It looked set up to me. Yeah, the camera was placed perfectly, like, is, is almost in protest. You reckon? Yes, that's what I was getting. Yeah, yeah. yeah so that, oh, I think it's A grade. Uh, if Who, well, for whatever their reason is, Rachel's an A grade. No, I think I think the baggage handlers oh, slam dunking yeah. people's. I know you got the shits, whatever yeah. it is, but and you don't know what's in there. Yeah. It could be something that was valuable or it could be something that's, you know, might have been a medical practitioner. Of course. They've got some life-saving sort yep. of equipment. Yes. But, so, but yeah. I mean, I've had bags myself, not necessarily Qantas, um, Virgin or whatever else, and they've been very damaged, and you can probably see why. Mm, just pegging them. Anyway, there you go. Monday A-grades. I've got an A-grade. Okay, desk. so it's summer. Yep. And there's a lot of people going to the beaches now. Mm. And over the last couple of weeks, it's been very, very windy. And I'm all for sun protection. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I love it. Slip. Get under there. You know, skin cancer is not, not good. But there's people that aren't really au fait with how beach umbrellas work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wind comes up and off it goes. <laughs> and the damage that they can do yeah. is horrendous. Yeah. So if you're going to go down there and you, you're not uh, particularly good with the way you can make it Safe, safe for everyone, including yeah. yourself. Go to the cabana. Yeah. Go away from the go DJ away cabana. From, yeah. Go away from your beach umbrellas because what's happening is the wind's coming up. First of all, go to the bomb. Yeah. Or watch the ABC and see our man. Mm. I'll tie it short. <laughs> Nate, Nate the Great. Nate the Great. Good <laughs> morning. Watch, <laughs> watch him in the morning, and if you can see the wind's going to get up over you know ten, twelve mm. knots. Yeah. Get the cabana. Yeah. And they're not that expensive no. because the damage you are going to cause with your flying umbrellas, you're in A grade. Well, it's world acclaimed now. There's two things to be worried about in Sydney. It's lions on the loose from zoos and it's flying umbrellas. Rampant flying umbrellas. Yeah. So, Fletch, would you be up for, let's say, Denise down in the sports and leisure department in Big mm. W, mm. giving a little orientation about the use of the umbrella? A, like how deep the hole needs to be. B, you got to like really screw it get down. Get some wet sand and put it in. You got to hammer then it. Then some dry sand. But also, you got to look at the weather because no matter how far you jam that 
into the sand, yeah. the wind just gets under it. Yeah. Good, good yeah. night. Ta-da. The Ta-da. angle, you've got to know your winds. Yeah. Yeah. Any A-grades for you, Brooks, man? Yeah, I do. I went to um, Rufus. Have you heard of the band Rufus? No, on I can't Friday say night can't at say the Domain. They're one of Australia's big the electronic dance. No Garys. <laughs> the Garys? No Garys. Was there and any Gary Black dogs? Smirnoffs really uh, play with you. The double, the double Black Diamonds. Ooh, no, there's they? like a double shot of, uh, I think they're actually mid-string now, but anyway. Yeah. Was it's, there, it's was there any sweet. police there? Plenty of police, like yeah. drug dogs, drug testing? There was, Hang yes. on, just with the Smirnoffs, what's the latest there with um, their sales copped massive hit on the back of the Russia-Ukraine um, situation? Oh, wow. Did they? Are we, are, are we seeing was less of those come out? Everyone going to the Polish and, and Finnish vodka, I yeah. guess. I know champagne's oh, under gooses. the pump. They're worried about champagne. Champagne. A champagne shortage over the Christmas break. That's wow. fact. Yeah, yeah, everyone loves a good champagne. Yeah. But yeah, I was at this this festival and it was great. There was a, everyone was behaving. There wasn't too much going on. There was a few people that um, eyes were rolling like uh, poker machines, mm. but it was good. But there is this problem and it's been going on. We've talked about it. They've been nominated quite a bit. See, Unka Ubers. Excuse me? The the Ubers, the Uber drivers. What did you call them? Uncle? Un- Unka Uber. I remember she used to play tennis for um, Germany. Oh, anyway. Sorry, um, <laughs> so no, no, so no. my friend that I attended with yeah. lives Your, in Canterbury. Your girlfriend? No, friend, friend, friend. Mm. 10 kilometres away. Yes, female. Yeah. Hang on. Yeah. So you're allowed to go to a concert, oh. full the Garys with another woman. <laughs> no <laughs> Garys. Okay. Yes, another woman. But yeah. it was a former work colleague. Mm. And All did, good. We, was the said friend have to be uh, vetted? I.E. on Instagram? There was no IG vetting, no. No. Was there interrog- we're good friends. Any we're being good friends. None. None. No. Have you ever kissed, no, we don't have have a you ever kissed his like friend? That. It's all good. Have you ever no, kissed the never. friend? No. Have you ever on the cheek of- as a hello or goodbye? That's a, no, no, Sambo. How French. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> so 10 kilometres away, let's say, the destination is. Mm. They were hit with a $145 Uber. Ten kilometres from the domain, Sergey. Yeah, that's that's Sergey Bubka. Surcharge, yeah. yeah. All the Sergeys in the world, one hundred and forty. Like this is getting ridiculous. I I don't know. Like it's, I'm sorry, you're driving someone for ten kilometres. I know there's a lot of twenty, twenty five thousand nah, hey, hey, people hey, in well, the domain. Where, where, to, where to Canterbury? Yes, that's not a ten minute. It's hey, ten, 10 kilometres. Yeah. I'm saying ten k's. But it's a five case. Come on, you got to trust Harbour Bridge, the city system. This is I, I, I three digits for ten k's. It's mm. it's come on. I'm but that's, on. That, you know, yeah, but that's the old two point oh. That's two times. So ordinarily it's a seventy. So so the band will cost you eighty five dollars. The ride home costs you one hundred forty five. Hey, let me tell you, they're not winning any Grammys, this Uber driver. Like, this is ridiculous. Yeah, I think but, we but, need yeah, to But, but Uber's got to be change. careful, right? Because yeah. what, what, what's happening with this, when you get those b- bumped up fees, there's a few cheeky uh, cargos out there who are so, they know there's a bump up. And so they're saying to the participants, um, would you like to get – what does turn it say the on the thing? Turn oh, the meter off. Yeah, you want to get a bit of cashola. Kish- but the other thing, Brooksy, you know when you before you click on yes, you know how much it's going to cost. Oh, yeah, you I don't, don't think – there was no have, click. Yeah, yeah, they didn't click? They couldn't click on that. But if no you're on a Canterbury, just get on the light rail at Dulwich Hill. Well, yeah, there is that option too. Mm. So that's where it's like – I think it's getting too ridiculous. This is one, 145, come on. That's mm. massive A-grade behaviour. 
Welcome back to the best of the run home with Joel and Fletch. We love to cross with our team. There was no badge this time, but there was a woogie present. There was a Sats present. And for some reason, we went down a real condiments chat, didn't we, Brian? Well, we did only because uh, Woogie had mentioned it last <laughs> week about he likes French dips. Yes. I said dip. Yes. Uh, as in Gerard Depardieu. <laughs> and that was, as always, it's a little bit of fun. Can I tell you this? Yeah. One year mm. we trained, or one session, I should say, we trained with the Swans. And we also trained with some boxers. Yes. And what what had happened? It was just a one session. It was a, it, we're getting flogged, but we we mixed everything up. So you had to do your swans, hundred meter sprints, then the two hundred and fifty runs, and they flogged us on that. Yep. Then we had to do the up and up and downs. We smashed them on that up and down and wrestle, and then do, combine all three boxers one. Really. Boxers one hands down. So the Swannies, terrific at running, but they were legless at getting up off the ground. That's the yeah. contact. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they, they couldn't handle it. I'll tell you, I, um, I, I came back in uh, after 2004 from Sulphur, the, those pork chops had ripped me off Radisson, Maine. So I was going to oh, just yeah. tools down. And I was, the only training I was doing, right, was, and I was never the fittest player in the team, but the only training I was doing was with the Cronulla touch side, the open side, right? Sure was the Mermaids. No. <laughs> no. And Darren Shelley. Tim Sheen's yeah. Tim, yeah, Darren Shelley. Hello to and J B out there. Um Tim Sheen's had the Tigers just by coincidence out on the sand hills and I was doing some sand hills. Mm. And he said, Come and join the boys. And I flogged the boys. Yeah. And that and How'd you go on fitness though. <laughs> <laughs> but mate, it, it's the the reason I bring this up is they don't they don't let their players do no. it. Mm. It's the very best fitness you can get for yeah. them. They yeah. were raucous, those wander sand hills. Oh. How bad were they? Oh, oh. I've never the, vomited so much in my life on those things. We had to do one, and people don't believe me, where you had to get your similar position and you had to carry him up on your back like yeah. fireman's carry. Oh, yeah. Mm. That was – Scotty Petherbridge collapsed. <laughs> like literally <laughs> collapsed hey, and just up. didn't get up. Scotty Petherbridge. Yeah. Hey, talk, oh, about, yeah. mm. talk about cross codes. Is there a player you guys played with that could have gone and played AFL? Like I've always believed – yeah, there's still a room for the small man in the game. Yeah, you know, like Paul Kelly was my favourite player, played for the Swans. Mm. And uh, I thought Preston could have oh, played. Had it Preston down. Campbell could have played. AFL? Yeah. AFL, yeah. Um, Andrew Walker. Oh, um, Andrew Walker could have mm. played AFL easily. Corey Pearson. Corey Pearson? <laughs> 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 no, I, I tell you what, I tell you what about Corey Pearson. I was joking about AFL, but he could, he could, he's a sportsman. He, I think he played first grade cricket. Mm-hmm. Corey Pearson. Baby steps. <laughs> yes. We used to call him baby Eggshells. steps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here comes yes. baby steps. Yes. What did you think, Brian, about the French team resting their players? Yeah, I thought it was smart. Because, yeah. you know, they, they were guaranteed to go to the next round of 16. Mm. They are one of the favourites. Yes. I have no issue because I like the French. Yes. My brother-in-law's French. Oh, right. I love anything to do with French. I love a baguette. Yes. I love a croissant. <laughs> yeah. But I know you're going with this yeah. because it's now time for this. So no articles this week. Uh, we're going straight to the audio. Sugar asked me what did I think of the French resting a few players. Well, Woogie had his take on it, and he came up with this beauty. I'm not eating French onion dick dip this weekend. <laughs> you can do what you sorry, want. Sorry, 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 sorry. Play that again, please, uh, Marco. I'm not eating French onion dick dip this weekend. <laughs> One more, please, Marco. One more. Yeah. I'm not eating French onion dick dip. <laughs> <laughs> so 
I can understand why you wouldn't do that. <laughs> but so funny. Woogie. Woogie. Oh, yeah. Freudian oh. slip? I think not. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh. oh, I was just getting carried away at the, the dogs, the greyhounds. Because yeah, so so, he wanted to protest. He wanted to yeah, protest yeah. everything French. Yeah. I mean, everything French. I said no yeah. croissants. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so funny. So you were, you, Woogie, you were upset. You were upset. <laughs> oh, excuse me. <laughs> I just French onion. Oh, a French onion dip. That was a bit Straight to the delicacy. Oh, oh, Hang on, he's, uh, he's leaving now. See you, Henri. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. So, oh, so <laughs> was he, <laughs> Woogie, were you yes, upset? Mate. Because yeah. you knew that we needed, <laughs> we needed to win against Emma. Is that what you? Were, that's what you were upset about. I, re- I, I thought the French had done everything to to knock us out of the World uh, Cup. Yeah, yeah. That's that was my. That was your take on it. Yeah. And what is? Have you done anything else? Have you have you given up French kissing this week? Jeez, I can't remember the last time Mrs. and I kissed. Yes, I have. Yeah, yeah. that one's gone. What else? I did. I gave up croissants this weekend. Good. And watching any Gerard Gepardo movies. Yes. Yeah. 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 So I've stopped watching SBS yep. movies. Yeah. What about your favourite, Philo <laughs> Fish? <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's French. Oh, God. Oh, okay. so good. I knew that had come back. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you got to blame Jack. Jack's the one that got that audio. He's that. a jerk. <laughs> yeah. Now, we like Jack. Yeah, we love Jack. Mm. Well done, oh, Jackie boy. Geez. What else, boys? What else? Hey, you what do you make us? of the um, so Thai temple left without any monks after they all failed drug tests? Four no. monks, including the the uh, the head of the monastery, yep. were forced to leave the manhood or the monkhood. Sorry, not the <laughs> Hang on. What is it? What do you do? After the urine the urine test showed evidence of illegal drugs. Yeah, on the it meth. reported to be meth. Yeah, yeah. the monks what? on the meth. Monks What's going on, on meth. Up in those temples. Not man of match anymore, monks Ooh. on meth. Well, this yeah. is what happened on A Current Affair when my favourite monk was called at Sexyland. Remember, Sexyland was like an adult <laughs> sex shop. Yeah. My, my yeah, favourite yeah. two episodes, Kamal yeah. and Sexy Monk. Is that right? That's what it was called. Current oh. Affair. But I think, yeah, so maybe they've just realised that the monks, because, you know, you can't talk mm. and you've got to just go into this hectic meditation. They're probably just yep. thinking, well, we've done all this. Let's Let's go and get out and get on the gravel. <laughs> Just all ripped off their heads. Yeah, by the sounds mm. of it. Welcome back to the best of the run home with Joel and Fletch. A real cricket theme at the moment. When Jimmy Smith starts getting around the office with the two fingers up, ready to bowl, and mentioning middle names prolifically, <laughs> we know it's cricket season. So we had to catch up with a couple of guru cricketers, didn't we, Brian? Yeah, Nathan Gary Lyon and Mike Turncoat Hussey. Mr. Cricket. Well, he's no, he's gone over to the Poms. Yeah, well. Well, he's had some success. Good on your ass. Batting coach for the English... One day side, he's an absolute champion. He's joining the run home with Joel and Fletch. Mr. Cricket, Mike Hussey, welcome to the show. How are you, mate? Yeah, good day, guys. How you going? What an, what an amazing test match, eh? Unbelievable, especially after the first innings where we thought that no, they were going to struggle to get any wickets, let alone take 20 wickets. But, um, yeah, what, a, what an amazing test. Um, can I ask you this, Mike? Is it Brendan McCullum and Ben Stokes, that combination together, or is it Brendan McCullum going there and making him – the way that they, they've been playing, like that's that's the way he is. I think it's probably a combination of mm. the two. Um, I think they've probably both got similar philosophies on the game. They want to they want to play an exciting brand of cricket. They want to uh, entertain people, and and they want to go for the win at all at all costs, really. And and we saw that in this test match. That I think that's the two things that really stood out to me was 
how quickly England scored their runs. Uh, the, I think they were going at around seven runs and over, you know, there at, uh, for most of the test. And and then that enables them to have more time to be able to bowl Pakistan out twice, which is always going to be tough on that flat pitch. Um, and then I guess also with, with the captaincy, and, and I'm sure there would have been discussions with both McCullum and Stokes about the declaration. And, and that, that was a great declaration. It, it gave Pakistan a real chance of winning the test match. Um, and, and, and so they, they go out there and they play for the win. And, and then that can bring wickets along the way. But they were willing to risk losing uh, for the sake of winning. It would have been very easy for them just to sort of say, oh, we'll bat a bit longer to make sure mm. we can't lose. And then, um, and then it probably just peters out to a boring draw. But um, as it turns out, and, and as history will show, in the, you know, in the future, that'll be one of the greatest test matches of all time. Great for the game. Great for the fans. Uh, you know, Australia weren't involved in it, but everyone's talking about it. So that's got to be a massive win for cricket. Now, Mike, just back to your role with England being a batting coach. Now, very different. Brian and I come from a rugby league background. Now, if we drop the first ball of the game, well, that's okay. You can march on and... Well, not so much in the case of me, but Brian could still go on and get me into the match. But in cricket, and as a batting coach, you make one mistake, and that's ta-ta Tatiana Western Webb, you're gone. As being a batting coach, like, is it more? how much of it is about the mental side of things? How much of it is about the technique? Take us into the inner sanctum there. Well, at, at that level, it's it's more about what's going on between the ears. Mm. It's it's probably 80 or 90% mental. Um and you're right. It's it's a cruel game. You make one little mistake, and you'll find yourself back in the pavilion pretty quickly. Uh, yeah, yeah. So you've just got to. I just. I guess you've just got to prepare as well as you can. Um, be mentally in as good a place as you can be. And and I think most of the time, the players that I've I've spoken to, the great players that have said they're at their best when they're just not thinking at all. They're just like literally just seeing that ball and just reacting to it, letting their instincts take over. They're the ones that have a better chance of, of you know, um, being able to stay out there and get a few runs. If Once you start filling your head with all these doubts and clouds mm. and things like that, then then it, it becomes pretty hard to even see the ball, let alone um, stay out there and score some runs. So as a batting coach, you feel pretty helpless, actually. You, you just help help the guys with their preparation, hopefully get them in a good frame of mind to go out there as clear as they can and, and just hope, you just got to hope, really. <laughs> There's not much more you can do. Hey, Mike, how did that come about? Who approached who to to get the gig with England? And did you have any reservations well, about going with the old enemy? Um, yeah, well, Matthew Mott, uh, he's an Australian guy that I know. I, I went to the cricket academy with him and played a bit of first-class cricket against him. Uh, he's the coach of the white ball team. And so he just sort of rang out of the blue and, I didn't have a lot of commitments on during the T20 World Cup, and so it was just a short-term sort of thing uh, to be involved with the team during the uh, during the World Cup. And um, yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it. It was a really really good experience, and um, obviously obviously it was a, a very good tournament. I did have a few doubts. It took me a little while to get my head around it. Um, and I must admit when I first pulled on that shirt, uh, mm-hmm. to go to the first training session, it felt a little bit weird, <laughs> but, um, but once you get into it and you get invested with the players and you get invested in what they're trying to do and, um, start building those relationships mm-hmm. and a bit of trust, then, you know, you sort of buy in pretty quickly. I, I need to apologize for my colleague here, Huss, uh, the audacity of this man to ask a man of your credibility, that question, mm-hmm. When he went from the roosters to South Sydney, the biggest rival in the rugby league. So I do apologize <laughs> For that, Huss. Uh, question, though, I'd like to ask, though, with cricketers, and, and this same applies in eSport, who's the player that you've seen coming through who maybe, and I know you're a big student of the game, but maybe at the time you thought, oh, yeah, they're an okay player, but they've just gone to the next level. Who, who's a player who's really shocked you? 
you mean from the England set oh, or, or Australian? Doesn't matter. Yeah, it's it's a it's a tough one. I think. Uh, well, from an England setup, the guy that um, that that rings a bell is a guy called Harry Brook, who who made a hundred off about seventy balls in the Test match in Pakistan, and then mm. I think got eighty five off, <laughs> not many balls as well in in the second innings. He's a guy that came over to Australia and played in the Big Bash and averaged about six. <laughs> oh. And we all thought, oh, here we go. Who's this guy? He's, he's got nothing, but. Um, uh, and he copped a bit of stick while he was in Australia from from even from us coaching staff saying, you know, you're not as good as what you think you are. You're only, you didn't average anything for, for the Hobart Hurricanes. But um, he's a guy that I think you know, a pretty special talent. And, and, he, and he put it on show in Pakistan. Um, and, yeah, he's only still only young. I think he's only 22 years of age. So he's got a play, you know, great work ethic and, um, and a great desire to score lots of runs. From an Australian perspective, it's probably not a – it's not a name that you – I don't know that you, you're going to probably be sh- shocked at, but it's probably Marnus Labuschagne. Yeah, you know, I'm like this guy, he 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 was picked for Australia, averaging like mid 30s for Queensland, and you know wow. that that's not a great average to be honest. It's it's okay, but to get picked for the Australian team and then for him to be averaging, I don't know what he's averaging, but probably over 55 in Test cricket, and just to keep churning out the runs as he does is just phenomenal. You know, it's just a phenomenal. Um, a hunger for runs and a hunger to be involved in the game. It's his appetite is just, um, I don't know. It's, it's almost like Steve Smith, like really. So um, he's probably one that when he first got picked for Australia, you're thinking, okay, well, hopefully this guy does okay, but I would never have guessed that he would have been able to go on and do, do what he's been able to do. The one and only Nathan Lyon. G'day, Nathan. G'day, gents. How are we? Oh, going good. Eight All five. the better for hearing your dulcet tones. Gary, where are you now? <laughs> what are you doing exactly uh, as we're speaking? As right now, I just walked out of a press conference yes. and got handed a phone to call you and uh, have oh, a chat. Okay. Now, Gary, did everyone behave in the press conference? Uh, yeah, yeah, no, no. They know that you get a pretty straight answer with me, so uh, they, don't, they don't throw any curly ones anymore. Well, uh, you may know this about us, Nathan, but we're pretty amateur when it comes to journalism and all those sorts of things. What was the major question they asked? We might plagiarise that. Tell me about the pink ball, I bet you. Oh, was it? Would it would have been a pink ball? Yeah, yeah. Or? They asked me if, the, if if I could spin a pink ball, which yeah. was pretty interesting. Well, what 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 is the um? Why did we come up with the colour pink? Can someone explain that? Uh, well, we've got white clothes. We're yes. playing white clothes. And it's Test cricket, so yes. the batters uh, wouldn't be able to see the ball. They reckon so. They had to come up with a, a pink ball that you could see under lights. So that's that's all it is. There's okay. not much rocket science behind it. So <laughs> is it because it's the closest thing to red? Is that why they they, they still Test cricket? So we'll, we'll just right. go a lighter shade. Right. No, 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 don't answer that, Nathan. Oh, I'll tell you I what. Don't know. Like, no, 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 no. Don't answer go... it. Don't answer it. I'll tell you why, Nathan. Yesterday we had Mark Bosnich on. And Brian bagged me for asking why do the keepers wear different colours when it comes to keeping. And yeah. he said, oh, it's so obvious, blah, blah, blah. It's the same thing. You're chewing up our time oh. with this great man. Okay. Eighth all-time test wicket taker. And you're asking those sort of well, mundane questions. Gary, why do we in the cricket fraternity, where did it come from that we have to keep putting in the middle initials when you either bowling <laughs> or batting? Where does that stem from? Mate, I've got no idea. Right, okay. I've got absolutely no so idea. So your M, is it Michael? Yes, it's my good research, please. There you go. No, I'm not. <laughs> just, just, well, all I've got in front of me is N.M. Lyon. What's Darren Lockyer's middle name, Brian? I don't know. You wouldn't know, would you? That's what I'm saying. Has it always been like this, Nathan? So when you're a kid, do you go in and put N.M. Lyon? Uh, when I was a kid, no. 
No. no. Okay. So it must be when you just play tests, test cricket. It's uh, I don't know. Like it's just a bizarre sort of thing. Yeah. I find it bizarre. Uh, text message coming through here, and I like this question actually, Nathan. The question is, yes, who's the coolest West Indian you're playing now? So when we're growing up, Brian, they were cool. The West Indians, they walk in on the field, you go. Mm. Who would you say, Nathan, is the coolest West Indian you're playing? Oh, against? the coolest. Um, I'm probably going with Kemar Roach, and that's oh. probably just the size of the gold chain around his neck. Yeah. Glad you said gold chain. That's right. what, well, that was my next question. Yeah. In the old days, I know you, you, you go into the oppositions, which I love about cricket. Yeah. I don't know if you know, uh, Nathan, I played Causey Shield. Oh, yeah. And we always used to go in the Southern Districts all the time after it's under 12s. And when when you do that now, are you all share? Are they are they showering? Or what happens when, when you go into a into the opposition's uh, change rooms? Or you just sit around, have a beer, uh, chat? We're probably more sit, sitting around at the end of the series having, having a beer. Um, not many of us jump in the shower and just uh, wait for the opposition to come in. So yeah. we're... Probably more just sitting around having a beer, to be uh, honest uh, with you. Yeah, okay. No, I just wanted to – because rugby league, we're definitely getting in the spa together. So that's that's the difference <laughs> between rugby league and cricket. Is this there is a, a prized wicket, Nathan Lyon, that is outstanding that you just desperately want to get? Oh, no, there's a few. Everyone, Every new batter that comes out that I haven't played against, that, that that's usually how my mind goes. Okay, I haven't got you out yet. Now, I'd like to do that, so how am I going to do it? So, um, yeah, I don't really know how to answer that one. That's a, power, that's a power play. Get that right? Because he said no. every new player I haven't played. In other words, he's got all the okay. big dogs. How many fifers have you got? Michelle's. Uh, I reckon around 21. That's <laughs> spot on. I can't believe yeah. the cricketers are so good at remembering their own. What about your batting average? What are you batting at? Uh, <laughs> I reckon I'm between 12 <laughs> and 13. What is about that, top is, score? Is that it? Nathan. Is that it? Yeah, Fletch, you, I'll, you come down the nets and I'll, yes. put, I'll get my big mates to come down and have a go. Yes. No, I want to yes. – faced, I've faced Joshy Hazwood. Can I face you? I want to face you. You can face me and I'll bring down Starkey with me. No, 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 Stark. What, and this is another question. What, um, what are you bowling at? Like what speed? Because could I bowl as fast as you? Uh, well, how fast can you bowl, Fletch? Well, I don't know, but I reckon I could bowl 100. 100. My average average pace is probably about eighty eight to ninety two k's an hour. Okay, so it's all in the it's all in the technique. Nathan's got to go. There's a stack of people wanted to to grab him, but yeah, I want well, this is more interesting. Yeah, Nathan, what? are you having more fun here, or are you having more fun <laughs> talking to Crash Craddy? Let <laughs> <laughs> you know, I love love having a chat. I don't. Oh, by the way, no, hey, Brian, I know hey, the scenario. There's hey, a media manager <laughs> whining. Doesn't saying, matter. Nathan, we've got to go. I just got to say, yeah. I got I've been accosted by many people about yeah. your budgie smugglers. Yes, Nathan, I was lucky enough to get yes. a pair off you. Where do they are they still available? Yeah, I believe they are, Budgie Smuggler. So, um, yeah, I'm, I haven't seen any photo of you wearing them yet, so uh, I, don't, I don't know it. if you do have any. Yeah, great question, I'll, Scoop. I'll, I'll give you yeah, a Yeah, you get Budgie Smugglers from Budgie Smuggler. No, That'll do me. What I said, um, yeah. are they still available? Don't, <laughs> Halfway down the pitch, you bailed out, you run out. Joel is shitting himself no. because there's some bloke standing behind no, you. No, but I need to up. ask one last don't question. Be scared, because Joel. No, it's important. There are only people. Brian, it's important. <laughs> there are only people. And if people were at the press conference were doing their job, they would have asked him this question. It's a very – we've been having a lot of fun. But Nathan, um, the great <laughs> late Shane Warne, he's been elevated to legend status in the Sport Australia Hall of Fame. I think you, this would be the best question to ask you last, to have your thoughts on the great man getting the legend status. Oh, mate, to be honest with you, uh, he had the legend status well, well before uh, the other day, to be honest with you. So I uh, couldn't, couldn't think of anyone who uh, deserves, deserves it more than what Warney. So, um, yeah, no, pretty happy with that.
Nathan Lyon answered it perfectly. Mate, we appreciate your time. We know you're getting uh on, before he goes. No, let him go, goes. Brian. What about uh, Muir Litherin? How many wickets has he taken? <laughs> Just hang up, Nathan. Uh, Eight hundred, wasn't it, mate? Eight hundred on the knocker. Mm. He's had ten wickets in innings, twenty-two Don't times. S- How many times did he chuck it? <laughs> Out of those ten, <laughs> he's see you, Brian. Thanks, yeah, Joel. Hey, Nathan. <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> Welcome back to the best of the run home with Joel and Fletch. Wacky team Wednesday, and it was inspired this time, Brian. Very, very sad news. Kirsty Alley passed away, lost her battle to cancer at the age of 71. And uh, many tributes coming through on the text line. But we had um, a wacky team Wednesday in honour of Kirsty Alley. Yeah, so Kirsty Alley's probably best known for her role in Cheers. So we decided to have a team, just 13. Imagine this, 13 stools at a bar, and we have to fill them with your favourite people that you would like to get around and have a good time. Into the day, into the night, it was a team... Not so much wacky, but a lot, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. And we had a few people helping select, including Kirsty and the Beaver as well. So we caught up with them. They had some nominees, plenty to talk about. But anyway, enjoy the chats. Team from New Zealand, I believe that they may be standing by uh, our great team. We do that. Oh, here they are. Good afternoon, guys. We really missed our cross with you last week. Oh, yeah. Where were we? Where were you? Oh, the cricket was on. Yes. Oh. The cricket was on. We were just uh, the number one test nation in the world at the moment, just flogging everyone. Team who's not coming first, uh, which is the Kiwis. How, how's things going, guys? Well, Beaver's oh. just returned from uh, a big old seven-day, shall we call it, in, mm. in Dubai. I heard, oh. Beaver. Mm. I heard that there has no – apparently you went over there, you dressed up, you're in your, you're in your outfits – in the team uh, jumpers, and this competition doesn't even exist. So someone was telling, is this Prove true? otherwise. Yeah. It's just, is this true, Beef? Look, no, I, I went on a very serious rugby tournament trip, and, uh, yeah, there may have been very few action photos of me actually on a rugby field anywhere, but I assure you it, it did happen. Right. Yeah. Because I was listening last week, actually, and you were obviously away. And Kirst, you weren't on air either. It was just my man, Macca. So <laughs> I've been speaking to HR, and you had a few days in lieu um, in holidays. Did you take a, a holiday so you didn't have to work with Macca? Is that true, Kirst? No, I, I was actually just waiting for the fireworks of the Joel and Fletch Macca cross. Oh, yeah. uh, that never happened. So I just I said I'd sit this one out, and I'll see I'll see where you get to. How did he go? What did you do on the day? Like, I did the same as you, Brian. I didn't play golf. Brian played golf today, but I went to the driving range. Yeah. 258 metres. I smacked it down the middle. (laughs) Did you? Yeah. You guys play golf, Kirst? Nah, terrible. (laughs) 257 metres? I'm out driving Beaver at the moment. Oh, excellent. Do you actually play golf, Kirst? I I don't actually play golf. I went out onto the golf course for the first time on uh, Tuesday. You may or may not have heard the news, may or may not have travelled across uh, the Tasman Sea. Oh, yes, it did. Um, And, yes, I hit a ball off the tee 257 metres. That's good, Brian. You did. Do you guys play? I do. I play both. I don't know what I'm talking about, so all I know is... That's a good shot, 257. That's a great shot. And now, Kirst, um, I had a bit of an incident today, this morning. I went to the... Local oh, no. Uh, cafe. Mm. No, no, nothing too bad. But there was a young lass behind the counter, and I, after I got my coffee and, and roll, bacon egg roll, I called her love, and she blew up. She said, please don't call me love. I find that uh, degrading was her word. Do you – is that a common expression over in New Zealand that if I 
men call you love. And we need complete honesty. I think and someone that... that's about 75 plus may use the term love, like yeah. when referring to their granddaughter who's 30 plus. Yeah. Uh, but I never see B walking around calling people love. Would you be offended by that, love? <laughs> Not at all. Not okay. at all. Beaved, uh, Which cafe was this? I can't name it. I'm not going back, though. Because <laughs> it's all in the infliction, too, <laughs> Kirst. Like, if, if we said, hey, go and love, you know, like that's quite a positive sort of. But if we're wrong, we're wrong, because I also have it in my um, repertoire, and I'm happy to get it out if it is offensive. Well, yeah. love's better than mate. If you were to say to her, oh, thanks, mate. Thanks, mate. What about Dal? Thanks, Dal. Yeah, I don't mind them. Dal, love, call me what you want. So, Beaver, <laughs> if we said to you on the other side of the flip of the coin, how are yes. you? How are you, Champ? Do you like Champ? Yeah, I love Champ. Oh, you, you love like Champ? champ? <laughs> I hate Champ. I hate Champ. That's what Michael would say. Champ. Uh, Good on you, Champ. How are you, pal? I tell you, <laughs> pal. Good to. I tell you what, the missus when I call her mate, oh, she hates it yeah. when I just call her mate. Do you call her? Okay, this is one. This is one for you too, because I don't know where you stand on this. I know where I stand. Do you call each other your partners? Your um, partners certain nicknames like a babe or a la- a honey. No, uh, no, honey, no, no, no. 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 Not unless I've been away in Dubai for a week. Or Madrid. Or Madrid. What was Dubai? What was Dubai like? Did you go? Um, did you go to the indoor skiing? Do you know how they got this? This. No. Look, I'll be honest with you, Fletch. I I didn't branch out much from the venue and then a couple of late night venues to be fair um it was unbelievable like i don't know if you've been to dubai but it's another world um and then on the last on the last day um they took us what you might call as a fishing trip but it wasn't a fishing trip there's no rods involved um <laughs> just went out on like a 50 or 60 foot launch and uh, cruised around dubai and, and carried on like rock stars it was it was an unbelievable place. Um, you couldn't live there. I think it would, it's, it would probably get the better of you at some point. But, jeez, uh, for, for four or five days, it was unbelievable. Iron Man. We need our team. He's done two. Anyway, and the Fortune War voucher goes to who? Uh, I've got a photo here for it. At fullback, Liberace. <laughs> Wingers, Penny Wong. Centres, George Best, Jordan Belfont. On the other wing, Caitlin Jenner, because Liam wants her there now. Yeah. The six, George Freeman and Duncan. Oh, yeah. 5'8". The captain, Paul Hogan. The forward pack, John Candy, Billy Birmingham, Bob Hawke, Ozzy Osbourne, Nathan Gibbons and Joel Parkinson. Salomon, who are the A-graders, they want Kyrgios. Yes. And MacGyver from... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, happens. and Shadow Reserve Shazza. Shazza and Shadow on, Reserve. And the winner... Yes. Fortune of War. The winner Boucher. is going to be Marrickville Sloth. Because he wants Penny Wong. If we wanted to kick on, we could get use her frequent flyer points to fly anywhere in the world to keep the party going. Excellent. Uh, well Marrickville done. Sloth. Thanks for listening to the best of the run home with Joel and Fletch. Don't forget you can get us any time which best suits you. TikTok, Instagram, Twitter at Joel Fletch SEN is the way to do that. Email is Joel and Fletch at SEN.com.au. And you can search YouTube as well and you can catch us on YouTube by searching SEN League. Hope you enjoyed the program. We'll catch you next time.